Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of the PA Term Pod. First episode of 2022, Rob. Day one. Here we are. Um, it's going to be a quick segment-wise show, but it probably could run 90 minutes to four hours. Who knows? Uh, hopefully not, though. Um, on today's episode, we're going to officially wrap a bow on the 2021 year that was with our top five sports moment of 2021. Next, we'll share our New Year's Eve story and how we welcomed the new year. Next, we'll talk Sixers from MVP's year, the wave in Brooklyn, Tobias Harris's booze, and tonight's game against the Magic. They're currently tied at, I think, 33 in Orlando. Baffling. Um, afterwards, we'll uh, review the bizarre week that was week 17 of the NFL. And lastly, we'll share our WNLs. But first, let's take a quick pause over at Anchor, our sponsor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 29, the first one of the new year of the PA Turnpod. After a little bit of a bump in the road last week, we are back and we are better than ever. A little bit anyway. Um, I am Rob, joined as always by the guy who, at the current moment, is unable to smell what The Rock is cooking, uh, Joel. How are you? Very fitting. Very fitting. I am okay. I'm doing well. Doing well. Doing better than I was on December 30th, 2021, and all the days leading up to today. Today has been the best day since that day. But uh, On the I'm road to recovery? The road to recovery, yes. Um, I made it sound like you're an addict. You're not an addict. You are just a little under the weather. That's an understatement, sir. <laughs> I've uh, tested positive and for the everything that's going around. So yeah. after going 700 plus days clean and protected. And working. And working. On the last two days of the year... I get slapped with uh, positive, so that kind of ruined my festivities. Uh, mandatory vacation. Mandatory vacation, which I needed. How about you, sir? How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, Just all everybody, right. everybody around me has the everything going on right now, so I am. Uh, no. I'm basically in a bubble. You got to be kidding me, really? Yeah, your niece and I are uh, kind of uh, luck. Well, if either God forbid either either one of us ever gets it. Oh, I thought she had it. The other one will definitely get. It. I know we're. I think I'm just dealing with allergies because I'm having the same issues I've been having for like the last six months where I'm just getting like a little bit of a runny nose. And then my headaches have pretty much dissipated for the most part, knock on wood. Okay. But uh, I, I started taking uh she got it. Like, oh. No, nah, no, nah, we know people who have it. And then uh, of course at work, you never know. There's just people all over the place. Never know who has it, but doesn't know it. Who has it, but won't tell anybody. Yeah. Who's vaxxed. <laughs> Yeah, not that any of that's my business, but I would prefer to know if somebody's sick before I get within six feet of them. Yeah, And, you know, a lot of the people I encounter are not doing the masks anymore because they're no longer mandatory. And then supermarkets and stuff, you never know who you're going to walk past and they have recently coughed or whatever. So I'm, everybody's got it. Uh, a couple of my friends have it. Luckily, nobody is uh, severely uh, inflicted. Um, most people are just kind of getting some uh, mandatory vacation. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then going back to work and going back to the grind. Like so I happened. take it you were, what's up? Like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Well, that's what the CDC is doing. They're pretending nothing's going on. Um, yeah, right. I take it your New Year's is probably not 
great, right? Dude. I've, I felt in my bones, because we recorded that Wednesday night after work, and when we were done recording, after internet issues, mm. I was kind of like out of it. Like, I'm like, I don't, I'm cold. I just want to go to sleep. Woke up. You probably just thought you were just tired, right? Just a yeah. regular night. Yeah. And I was cold. I was like, all right. I was outside all day. I'm pretty cold anyway. Mm. Woke up with a headache. I'm like, lethargic. I'm like, something's not right. What is going on over there? You heard that? I did. That was wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, folks. What is going on? I don't know. Anyway, I woke up the next day lethargic. Put on a mask immediately. Walked out to my parents. I'm like, look, keeping my distance. I don't feel well. I don't know what's going on because of COVID and all. I don't know, but let's just be precautious because my parents are elderly. And I went right back to my room. I found a home test the next day. And I, I don't know how you found one. They're impossible to find right now. Dude, sheer will. Everything but, going on right now does not include home tests because there are none going around right now. <laughs> I'm not going to... Well, I could incriminate myself. No, I'm not going to incriminate myself. I'm going to... Sh- I found one in Atlantic City, New York Ave, on a CVS list, randomly. Oh, I searched wow. high and low. But after my dumbass, I was so out of it, I literally just picked up one. She was like, how many do you want? I could have said three. She would have gave it to me. I took one not knowing that the one box is a one test only. Uh, if I had known that, I would have took two for precaution, just like false positives. Mm. Took one. I realized it once I got home. I'm like, well, fuck. Then it dawned on me, Brickell did give me uh, a pat, a home test in the summer, but it came with two tests. I only did the one at the summertime. <laughs> so I frantically looked, and I found it in my dresser. So at that moment, I had two tests from two different separate companies. So if one comes up positive, one comes up negative, then I'm really fucked, because now I need a third test <laughs> to determine it. But that would have been the telltale, like, all right, I do or do not have COVID. And sure enough, that Friday, uh, New Year's Eve, is when I found out I was positive on both tests. And I was like, well, there goes my fucking night. So did you take both at the same time, or did you do one, and then you waited a little bit and did the other one? I waited a little bit. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's tough. Sometimes. Some people I know that they do them both at the same time. They both come back with the same result. Like, there's yeah, There might be a fault in there, or you might be coming back false positive, whatever. It's all confusing to me, and I, I'm hopeful that people are just you know, they're able to not, not self-diagnose, but at least self reflect a little bit and they know their bodies better than anybody. So if you don't feel well, yeah, I, I would prefer it if somebody, even if you know, you're sick or not. That's um, the thing though. Like that's what they're saying. If you don't feel well and how rapid everyone's now getting the virus, just assume that you have it and act accordingly until you can yeah, get tested. Be careful. That's a safe bet to do. Yeah. I, so I have allergies, like I mentioned. So my eyes get watery from time to time. I get a runny nose pretty much all the time. And if I go at work or <clears throat> at work, I'm like, especially with all the old people that come into my store. The last thing I want is, do you have the COVID-19? And then you lose a customer. So <laughs> the, the last like year or two, well, really it's almost two years now. It's crazy to think about the last like two years. If you you can't cough without worrying about getting shot. Jesus. Yeah. Right. But the, the uh, luckily, guy. well, I'm, I'm happy that you're, uh, you're doing a little bit better. Yeah. I'm trending in the right direction. Do you, um, how many of the five senses do you currently have? <laughs> uh, 
see. You're going. You were I at, can definitely you were see. Sixty percent. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> I can definitely see. Um, Otherwise, this I podcast is a miracle because you sent me the uh, the Zoom <laughs> password. You never know Braille and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or I could have had someone come in and like, yo, just type this for me. <laughs> um, I just can't smell and taste, and okay. that hit me like literally a few days after the fact when I realized. Because someone asked me, "Can you smell and taste?" I'm like. You know what? I've been eating and drinking. Didn't realize it. I couldn't tell you. Like how? How can you not? So I'm like, well, I primarily drink water, so you can't really can't taste that. So you're like the first person I've had the chance to ask this one on one to because I do have a friend who had the everything going on, but yeah. he had it when it was the everything going on back then because it was right around the beginning of the uh, the fun. The um, f- he he and his partner both caught the uh, the virus. Mm-hmm. And I believe he lost both senses and either she did too, or she didn't. I don't remember the, uh, the full story, but I never really, I haven't seen him in person since that happened. Oh, Jesus. So I haven't gotten a chance to ask him about, um, Oh, he's, he's still what, alive. He, yeah. He's still, he's still oh. with us. Thankfully. I just haven't seen people a ton. Um, so I haven't really had a chance to ask him how he felt when, uh, when he lost his sense of smell and taste, but, for you, how weird was it when? Um, so you gave me some details about how you diagnosed that, but you don't need to share that on the air. But uh, <laughs> um, how how weird was it, and how weird is it not having the ability <laughs> to smell or taste? Because I so I've always been under the um, assumption that if I ever lost my smell and taste, I would be the healthiest like person alive for the the six days or whatever, because I would just be eating a ton of beets and like greens and no 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 burgers no meat i'll just be eating a bunch of veggies but um what's it like for you um well full transparency here i also have uh, (laughs) excuse me it's another symptom i'm like fatigued half the time now holy shit we're sharing a picture back and forth of a certain uh Rob is gone as I as he recovers. Um full transparency. I also had a cold slash fever with the COVID. It's all related. My God. And I have a severe like sore throat, which I think I have strep throat. Like no lie, I do. Like it's painful as fuck to swallow. Jeez, they're just coming at you off, from every angle at this cough point. Cough off blood, which is probably TMI. Sorry, folks out there. Cough off blood and all this other stuff. But uh so I can't really like enjoy any food even if i could enjoy it yeah swallowing is just a pain in the in the ass where it's to the point where like i'd rather not eat so i'm like mm. probably lost a good substantial amount of weight in just water weight and just not eating period because of it's just um, it's unbearable to eat so but, what, what are you doing liquids and soups and stuff like that basically but i got tired of tea and soup it's been ridiculous so i just how do you uh, know you were tired of it if you can't taste them though no, just tired of like just like soup again. No, I'm not doing this bullshit. <laughs> what is going on here? Like, that, well, that's the thing. I can't taste it. But like, I'm yeah. just tired of like you're sending me the soup, and I'm like, I'm not getting any better right now. And I can tell you right now, like I could, I could feel it's fucking hot. <laughs> <First> yeah. of all, <laughs> it's burning my mouth even more. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm over it. So it's so fascinating to me. I just transitioned to ice cream mm. because it will help soothe the, the my sore throat. 
and yeah. it's you know soft anyway, so it can just go down a little bit quicker. So, do you have chloroseptic? I have no idea what that is. So, chloroseptic is a lifesaver. So, I had something, and I think it was in like May, maybe maybe a little bit. No, I'm sorry, it was in July. It was right around the time that like all of my employees left me. So it was July. <laughs> I got sick on a Monday. And at that point I was basically my only employee. So I couldn't miss work. Yeah. So I got, I got sick on a Monday. I, I didn't realize, I thought it was allergies cause I left my house or I left your, I left my girlfriend's house. I was going in at one o'clock on a Monday. I stopped at Wawa and I didn't realize my throat was killing me because I hadn't really eaten anything or drank anything. I started from like brushing my teeth and everything in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I open up my, like whatever I got, like a, a water or something from Wawa and I go to swallow and it hurts like a, like an expletive. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the heck is this? So that whole week I felt really lousy. I had like whatever version of like mini baby COVID, I guess was going around. Maybe I had it. I don't know, but I was basically okay. sick. And I, the worst part of it was the the sore throat. So I could eat, I could drink, I, I could function. I just sounded a little lousy. Yeah. You get like where your voice is a little deeper. Yep. Um, so I had chloroseptic, which is like this green spray. Mm-hmm. It's whatever chemical crap. It's got like spearmint or something in there. What you do is you open up wide and you spray it in and it kind of numbs the back of your mouth. And it's, oh, really? tell you what, when you have a sore throat or strep throat or anything like that, it really does do wonders. I'm it doesn't taste that. great, but it's in the back of your mouth anyway. So you can't really taste it and you get used to it and it's very helpful. I've got so to look it, for it. If you need that, I've, Rite Aid usually has it. It's in, uh, Maybe they don't have it right now, but uh, Rite Aid or CVS may have it for you. All right. Good looks. I'm definitely going to look for that. Very Probably helpful. Gave me some antibiotics and stuff like that. I'm going to pick yeah. up tomorrow. But uh, I'm out for another week. But to answer your question, uh, yeah. Smelling. Like like I had Sancocho. Have you had that? I'm sorry. What was it? Sancocho. Your Bless mother-in-law's. You. Oh uh, no, I've never. I don't think I've had that. Really, it's like a. I don't want to say porridge, but it's like a soup. But it has like, has like bananas, platanos, uh, okay. chicken, beef. Yeah, I don't think potatoes. I've had potatoes. It's anything. all mixed in this like soup, and then you can put add white rice with it. Oh, I've never had it with platanos, but I've had it. I've had whatever combination, like concoction that is. All right, so it's where like, you, it's can, like you, soup? you can put it over rice. Yeah. Like okay. cut up, yeah, cut up potatoes. It's in like some sort of a stock. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I had that, and that and normally, like beans. Yeah, that normally smells rich and it's like flavorful. I had that, and that's when I knew I'm like, oh shit, I can't even taste or smell how good this could be, and it just literally tasted bland. I was like, literally like, oh, this is water. I'm basically like drinking at this point. That's so weird. It's but so I know fascinating, what it, though. I know what it feels like, the textures. So I'm like, I know what I'm eating when I'm eating like a platano or like a piece of chicken or rice. Yeah. But I can't taste it. So it was just like, it kind of just ruined my appetite. I'm like, oh, this just sucks. Ah, jeez. You can literally put something I don't like, I can eat it, and I won't taste it. So I guess that's the positive. So if I don't oh, like okay. my vegetables, throw in vegetables, I won't even fucking taste it. Yeah, dude, eat your beets and your, your freaking your spinach. You're going to be the healthiest person alive in a few days uh, it's all interesting to me um yeah hopefully yeah, well, I regain it back some people haven't regained it and they're not positive anymore yeah I, I know somebody that is still unable to fully smell it's so weird yeah it comes and goes for some people some people can regain one one sense than the other some lost both some regain both quicker than others so it's uh it's something that will 
be on the lookout as we progress this podcast without regaining my senses. Do you feel like your eyesight has improved? No. I've always heard that when you lose one of your senses, the other ones get stronger. So your eyesight, your ability to feel, and your hearing should be like 40% better. I wish. Dude, I would not be wearing glasses. Fair. I'd be like Spider-Man. If that happened, I woke up and I can see without my glasses. No lie, I'm probably going to jump out the window and see if I can stick onto something. I might bust my ass on the snow, though. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Do you have any mail? <laughs> to open up the year? Um, it's been dumped in the river. Um, oh, Jesus. I do have one mailbag. Oh, shoot. Uh, let me find it real quick. It was a text message. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, I have not been on social media in probably well over two months. All right, JJ Reddick. Yeah, so I've been on a cleanse. So if you're reaching out to me, don't reach out to me on social media. <laughs> I really am yeah. not going to see it. Yeah, Joelle and I are doing very different cleanses. I've been doing an adrenal cleanse where I've cut out caffeine altogether for now 50 days. Hey. Uh, this past Tuesday was my 49th, my full, my seventh full week without it. But And Joelle is doing a social media cleanse like JJ Reddick, but he's not telling everybody about it the way JJ Reddick did. Um Oh, really? So <laughs> the Powerball jackpot is now $630 million. Joel, if you won that money, Whoa. what would you do with it? Damn. Well, first first thing, I would buy an official Spider-Man suit. Like That's just a given right off the bat. Number two, uh, season tickets to uh, Sixers games. Uh, what else? I'd probably fly out to Trevor Story. Tell him, yeah, what can we do to bring you to Philadelphia? Would you fly out on your own plane that you also bought with that money? Uh, yeah, why not, right? A nice little, like, jet. Yeah. I'll probably get, like, a Citation XL. Something small, something, you know, humble. Nothing too big to brag. Something light, you know? Um, I'll definitely fly out to California, see what the fuck's going on over there. And then, uh, shit, give, you know, a couple, couple thousand to my friends and family. Like, look, best wishes. But I'm off, baby. I'm going to be Jeff Bezos for a little bit. Enjoy. And then change my phone number. Yeah, that might be the easiest one. <laughs> How about you? Any plans? Pay off the uh, house? Any, any, any plans? Uh, you say it like, oh, yeah. I just got a big checklist. Um, yeah, if that were me, I would probably pay off the house and or just buy a different house. Um, and then also pay people to move my crap. Um <laughs> What else would I do? So what I would do is I would take at least half of that and put it in like a CD or something where it'll just grow. Um, oh, you're taking this literally. I was oh, yeah. just joking. <laughs> I know, I'm not buying like beach balls and crap. I would give like all of my friends a little bit. I would give all my friends like $100. Um, <laughs> my man wins 600 plus million dollars. Here's 100 for your troubles. Because <laughs> you give them too much, they're going to want more. Um, That's why you change your phone number afterwards. Any of my friends who currently have a house, I would make sure that they uh, they have it paid off. I would probably buy a new car. Um, there you go. What is what is something I really want that? Uh, oh, I would buy that Mark Zumoff bobblehead, and then I would probably pay extra to have them make it in time because Foco mails their bobblehead <laughs> six months after the fact. So I'd probably call Foco off them like a million. It's it's one six hundred and thirtieth of my winnings. I can give them a million and get away with it. And then they can just produce 50 of them and then maybe mail them out in two months <laughs> instead of six. Or you um, can just fly out there and pick it up yourself. Like, look, I'm fair. here, cash in hand. Let's go. I don't really have like a dream purchase. 
Um, as far as like if I hit the if I hit it big, I mean I'd probably just buy a new car. Save more than I would save half of it at least, and then uh, make sure my family is all right. Uh, there's gotta be one thing. See, I, when I was prepared to ask you this question, I wasn't prepared to have it reciprocated, which is a uh, poor planning on my behalf. <laughs> That's why I gave it to you that way. <laughs> uh, I was just having fun. I didn't know you want a literal. If you want a literal answer, I'll give you literal answers. I was gonna say I could buy a PS5, and I just got one, so I don't what need that. Fl- what a flex! What a flex! Oh yeah, like Hulk Hogan. Oh, not much, man, dude. You know what's funny is if I if I hit the lottery, my first purchase would probably be like a hoagie from mama like <laughs> and i would probably still use a gift card instead of the actual money <laughs> you'd be like you know what let's go classic this time I've, oh I've you know what i got a little extra oh yeah yeah i don't need a coupon for this i would probably have enough money to afford five guys maybe i'd go to five guys <laughs> there you go five guys yeah. is the new the new spot i would go online figure out whatever my dream car is and buy that <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a drink car either. I don't I either. Like I mean, I, I love my own. Uh, honestly, I would just get a newer version of a cruise. <laughs> well, there you go. Stay small, stay humble. Not to maybe like a Cadillac or something. Maybe an SUV. Maybe we get like a family size, like a, a like a Benz or something. Yeah. Damn. I mean, you don't want to drive that around. It's like having a target on your back. Yeah. What would I do now? If you want to be, yeah, I would definitely friends and family. Like I said earlier. Everybody a hundred dollars. No, I'd probably give them like a G. If I have, well, how much is it? Six hundred mil. Six hundred thirty million. So I mean, you figure yeah. I give about hundred mil. Forty percent of that is taxes, right? Jer- Jersey taxes too for me. Oof, I'm fucked. Oh well, no, it's in PA, right? Well, yeah, it's in PA. So you're walking away with just under four hundred mil. Uh, mil. Dude, I'm getting. I don't have too many friends, so that's where I'm good at. So a thousand right there. Oh, you're telling me. Yeah, friends and family, thousand right there. Change my phone number immediately. So once you spend it, don't come at me. Sucks. I like my phone number too. I'll, I don't have a car, so I'll definitely buy a car. Um, I'd probably buy two cars, SUV, probably like a Jeep Grand Cherokee, something small like that, mm-hmm. and then like a Nissan Maxima, like 2019, 2018. <laughs> you could afford out. a twenty twenty two if you uh, if you hit the lottery. Hey man, I'm trying to you know. Be humble. I don't want to have a big. Oh, all of a sudden he has two brand new cars. Nah, come yeah. on. It's thrifty. Be smart. Then get a home, pay off my parents' house. Uh, any friends that are like not struggling, struggling, but like you know, trying to make ends meet, help them out right there. Um, what else would I do? I definitely travel a little bit. Definitely save, but I also would invest. I would probably like, I don't know, be like a silent partner in some. Like I don't know, business or part owner in something, something like that. But definitely hire someone who knows money, like an accountant or something. Yeah, and then go from there. But uh, that'd be a nice quick come up. Yeah, seriously. Oh, and definitely um, buy uh, season tickets though. I gotta see Joel being in person. I have yet to yeah, see. Him in I don't know what team I would want him for more. Uh, I guess the Sixers are the easy answer. I, I would love to have season tickets for the Phillies, though. Problem Ooh. is, that's got to be a really lousy return on investment because those tickets are so cheap on StubHub. Yeah. Ooh, um, you know what? Season I would tickets probably, to the Golden State. I would just I would do the Eagles because the resale value is so crazy. I would do Golden State. Yeah, that's got to be a pain in the neck managing all that. Yeah. 
All right. So how did you spend your uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as we wrap up the uh, this kind of uh, hello to everybody? Oh, Benny wants to get in on the action. He's awake. He's awake. Um, I spent my New Year's Eve basically running around getting a COVID test oh, and then geez. basically just sitting inside like, hey, happy New Year's. Did it early. Get it out of the yeah. way. Didn't tell nobody that I have COVID. So you if they're listening asleep. to this now, they're probably finding out right now that I have COVID. Either if you didn't hear it from my family or my uh, work buddies, then you don't. You'll find out right now that I have COVID. Yeah, certainly past, didn't like, hear about it from me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I did. And on uh, New Year's Day, basically quarantined my in my room. <laughs> it was just sad. You were at least able to watch some football, though, right? No. Oh, really? I thought. So I had. A, uh, I don't have. K- oh yeah, I did. I did. Because yeah. uh, you came through in the clutch. Yeah, like I always do. Xfinity stream, baby. But then. So way to go. Then I found Impractical Jokers, and then that's been my thing ever since uh, <laughs> January first. It's been. You want to get Jokers. you want to get COVID again, so you can quarantine another week and watch all the episodes. I think I've probably watched every episode at this point. Yeah, that, that's, it's so it's so funny. I was up last night in bed. So we're, usually when it's time to go to bed, I'm facing one way because the charger's on my right side and I sleep on that side. Yeah, I turn one way, she's turned the other. The dogs are either fighting or in between us. Yeah, or not fighting, but like playing, or they're in between us. And I'm watching these episodes of Practical Jokers on my phone. I'm just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> laughing my butt off on the one side. Like, what what are you watching? That's so funny. You won't understand. That's what she says. Well, she watches it with me sometimes, so. But I, I find <laughs> I find Sal so funny that he is funny now. Anything he does, I, I just want to, I just crack up. Dude, I literally just saw the episode where his punishment was he was a waiter. Oh, and they threw glasses on him, <laughs> and then he put him in two spins and do that last one. Lily went the wrong way and smacked right into a wall. I, wa- I watched that the other night, and I you came it, like, off and everything. I was on the floor. I rewound that no less than eight times. It's just so funny because he's sprinting and then he just goes straight down. And people's reaction, they just turn around immediately like, what's going on? One of the best punishments they did was uh, there was a meeting going on, like a legitimate meeting going on. And the only people that were in on it were maybe like two people in the meeting. Yeah. And they hid hard-boiled eggs in oh, the entire room. And, and Joe, Joe had to find them. <laughs> the moderator was in on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's actually an, um, I think it was Sal that was in on it, uh, that was doing another one. So they sent him to a wedding and, um, and so the groom was oh, in on the joke. I think yes. the bride was too. He did. And the, he, re- a he read a speech. The Heimlich. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, he, he's, I forget the name of the couple, but he was like, Oh, I know Julia inside and out. Yep. And it was so cringe and so funny. <laughs> And then uh, I think the a friend of the mother's like, what the fuck? Do you want me to stop him? I'll take that yeah. microphone from him. Oh, God. The whole, the, every one of the punishments is great. They've gotten crueler. At, like, he's got like a, a tattoo of Jaden Smith on his leg now. Yep. And there was punishment. one where he was at, like, so in good. a meeting and Q had answers written for Sal. Mm, those and the then best. Sal had to read the question. And then Q's like, well, show me. Like, if you're a big fan of Jaden Smith, he said you have a tattoo. Oh. I was watching it last it. night on YouTube. There's Dude, a, we can get yeah. sidetracked so fast and talk about Impractical Joker for the next yeah. like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah uh, this will be the last thing I say about it. But in one of the focus groups, so it was uh, Joe wrote the answers for Sal. Sal did the the, uh, the um, 
that you wrote them for Joe. And one of the questions was like, if you have a new city, how would you drive people to your city? And Joe's first response was, well, first I would burn a neighboring city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm deceased. Yeah. So I I'm it. glad you found that show. It, it was, it was great for me. I started watching it. I think the summer of 18. Oh my God. One of my uh, former coworkers uh, got me into it. I watched, I was like, I, I knew what it was, but didn't really want it. I thought it was silly. And then I watched the videos. I'm like, Oh my God, this is hilarious. And then we watched it one night for like four hours and watched it on vacation. It was on every channel or every day on the same channel. Now it's on all the time, but that oh, sounds well. Fun. The one episode now that I remember is like, they do the restaurants bit. Like where they go to the grocery store and oh, yeah. they tell like like an old person like hey, uh, like Q he's the one with like I guess a burrito and he's like hey man yeah oh yeah look out for the security guard because like I'm dating his like ex wife or whatever and uh, if you see him just say like I don't know something wacky right <laughs> and then it was with Joe I think she was like yeah say something wacky and then the old lady with no hesitation says it and then boom runs with a headlock. Yeah, security guard, and then Sal was a janitor, and he was telling them like, "Look, behind the scenes, all day I've been saying that this bit isn't gonna work. Like, we're not gonna get someone to just throw milk on the floor." In the first person he talked to, Sal was an old lady, and the old lady acted it out. She grabbed a, t a gallon of milk, walked over away from Sal, and then just dropped it. And like, oh, I dropped it, <laughs> and literally, I just died hysterical. That's and of course. Tough. Okay, last one before we move on. Dave Jacobs, I believe, the gymnast. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was I, I the most that wholesome thing I've seen they've done. That Are was, you Dave? You're Dave Jacobs. He's Dave like, Jacobs. Yeah. This is a setup. <laughs> oh, and Winnie Cooper with Murray. That was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the oh, with baby oil. In a, in a Speedo. I, was, yeah. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, how about you? What would you do for your New Year's Eve? And how did New Year's Day for you? So New Year's Eve was uh, pretty low-key. Made my meatballs. Um, <laughs> didn't do a ton. We just had a little bit of uh, food and bev. Uh, but you know what's great is my China package finally showed up. One of my two. Yeah. So my Maxi and B jersey showed up on New Year's Eve, and I opened them on New Year's Eve. It's probably the picture you got with me looking like I'm on a different planet. <laughs> I was so happy, but you, uh, my eyes were not with me. Um, uh, a little bit of food and drink. And then the next day I, I had work 11 to seven or 11 to six or whatever. So I worked the next day, busy day, actually New Year's day is usually pretty busy for us. So nice little pace changer. I got to watch the football games on New Year's Eve. Uh, then New Year's day went to work and then was able to watch some football the next day. Nice little weekend. Eat leftovers. The best part about leftovers, you get to eat them again. And my meatballs, I made about three dozen of them. So we had about a dozen left and I was able to eat some sandwiches the next day. How did you hang with my uh my brother? Your uh, dude's father. got a, a liver of steel. <laughs> you were Probably he fell. So he see the dogs like him more than they like me. <laughs> yeah. He fell asleep at one point. He got um he got his second Christmas gift that night because it showed up. He has like a parking thing for his back, his uh, his driveway. Now he's got like a giant cone for it, so he was thrilled. <laughs> All right. What's up? So the uh, Philadelphia 76ers are currently twelve, um, twenty and sixteen. Hold up, sir. Top five moments. Oh poop! We missed it. I missed the bullet point. 
Um, that was actually crap. my number one moment is the Sixers are barely over 500. So barely. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Christ. They're going to lose tonight. <sighs> Don't say that, bro. Don't say that. Nah, I'll put it in a thought bubble. I can't think of a 2017. Uh, you want to start it off or you want me to start it off the top 25 moments of 2021 before we can 25. Uh, oh shit. I only have five. No top tw- top five. Moments oh, okay. I'm sorry. I said 25. 20, like, oh my God. I got to think of some like game in July between the Phillies and the Rays or something. Um, <laughs> you want to go five through one or you want to just go five, yeah. five or you want to do like we normally do. No, we'll just do five. I'll do five through one. Cause they're all going to be different. It's, yeah. I, I, I possibly, be, I'd be shocked if we have anything the same. In the same order. All right. For me, number five. Uh, well, let me do honorable mentions. Uh, I have... Jesus Christ. Uh, I, have a, I have a few. All right. Baseball shuts down and gives us blank photos. That's yeah, that, probably a good that's moment. Pretty, they're currently our Twitter photos, too. Yeah. And the our, blank uh, photos, it's, it's just so petty. And our uh, Instagram uh, episode covers that from time to time. So that was one. The Braves win it all when the Phillies could have been there. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's one of my honorables as well. Um, they do that in the face of COVID and missing like half their team. <laughs> uh, the European Super League, it's soccer. Uh, so soccer, basically, they have in, in-season in tournaments between like the top clubs who've made it in there. So like Spain, France, uh, and Europe, right? Whatever. London, England, they all have their own leagues, right? So the top three teams from each of those leagues play in a big old tournament called the Champions League. Well, the rich of the rich of these European soccer teams, they want to get greedy and they're like, we don't need these like low ball cheap teams. We want a super team tournament. So it's basically like the rich of the rich of every sport. So it's like Golden State, Lakers, Nets, Celtics, you know, like Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, you know, so forth and so forth. Well, yeah. when they made that announcement, shortly after, it came back with backlash, and then every team that was in it literally was like, yeah, this isn't a good idea. I've never, I never said I was going to do this. When they all were like, yeah, this is a great idea. Public outcry killed that thing within two days. That's crazy. That was my number one. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and then my last one is uh, Javier Baez. It's like the greatest play in baseball that I saw all year. Oh, when he's running the first base and he gets, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, I barely remember. he like he got into a rundown between first and home. It was pretty bizarre. Yeah, and then but it was very good. The guy at third scores. They threw the ball at home. He goes to first. They throw to first, overthrown. He gets to second. They throw over there, and then I think he was about to go to third, but then stopped at second. He basically scored two runs, I think, off of a hit that he should have been out immediately. Anyway, all right. So number five. Uh, redacted off the bat. Number 25 for the Sixers, exposed. Uh, he was had a wide-open layup and then guarded by Trey Young, no less. Decides to uh, give it up to Thibel in a pivotal moment in the game, and they end up losing the series, and now he hasn't played for the Sixers all year. Number four, Giannis winning a chip in Milwaukee. No super team like LeBron, like Durant. Warriors, kind of, sort of. Um, number three, Trey Young turns heel at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> the fuck Trey Young chants were the spitting, the whole, the whole, that whole series was fun. Seeing Trey Young just B 
be a villain. He turned. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was such a throwback. Um, and that was before he came to Philadelphia and just yeah, he, and we and we were wanting him. We wanted him, and would, he killed us. Yeah. Um, number two. Uh, <laughs> this is stupid. Nick fans outside MSG after beating the Boston Celtics in double overtime in the opening uh, oh, season the, opener. The expletive Trey Young chant. No, no, no. It was against the Celtics. You didn't see that clip? I know that they beat somebody other than the Hawks and then chanted expletive Trey Young after the game. Really? <laughs> no, no. This was a season opener. It was a doubleheader at home against Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah. And they won, obviously. And then all of a sudden, some donkey out in the street had like the Nick fans out there. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick as I explain it. And then Nick fans looked like they were they won the chip. Yeah. They were ecstatic. We're gonna go eighty two and now. The Knicks, baby, we're back. There was like making fun of Durant. Um, by the way, Kyrie Irving is back in Brooklyn. Well, yep. in Indiana, but that's pretty bizarre. Did that game start? I think so. Um, but the one thing that stood out for me out of that whole rant was uh. This guy out of nowhere says, bing bong. In the oh, middle the of bing bong story. <laughs> I was dying. Let me see if I can pull this shit up real quick. Uh, Kyrie Irving currently has eight points. Ah, that king will be fine. No no worries. All right, let me see. Here we go. And then, bing bong. Expletive. Double fucking overtime. What the fuck, baby? New York is fucking back. Knicks are here, baby. The Knicks are fucking here, baby. Fresh out the corner, baby. We're taking it all the way. We had DePazio. We had Cuomo. It was rough shit. But we have the Knicks. That's New York. Knicks run New York City. Bing bong. Tell me a little something, KD. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? Let's go, Knicks. Oh, wait. I'm from New York, and you know what? Tom Brady's a fucking bitch. Fuck Tom Brady, huh? <laughs> that needed to be said. <laughs> I love uh, New more York. Like, more like ping pong, because they're going to be in the lottery again this year. <laughs> so that was my number two. It was a great moment. That will forever live. Just got and a then, random rush of adrenaline through my body watching that. <laughs> and then my number one is uh, Lionel Messi uh, leaving Barcelona for the first time. I thought he would never leave. He ended up leaving due to financial issues and all that bullshit. So that was my number one sports so, moment. Coincidentally, that's actually on my honorable mentions. So my three honorable mentions here. Yeah. That was a great list, by the way. Um, I forgot about the Big Bunk stuff, even though I, <laughs> I've seen it. I, I see it a bunch because it's a TikTok thing. I forgot <laughs> where it originated. So my list is all over the place. My three honorable mentions. Yeah. First one is Lionel Messi leaving. Um, it also coincided with a uh, haircut that I got that week, and my barber is a huge messy guy. I think I told you about this. Yes, we my barber is a huge messy fan, and he was like distraught. Um, <laughs> he he was trying to explain it to me. I didn't really understand it. Yeah. Uh, so messy leaving. I got the Steph Curry record. Ooh. Uh, setting the record at MSG after getting clamped by Thibel. My third honorable mention is a weird one because it's it's baseball, and if you don't follow baseball, you may not know about it. Yeah. So. So the first Sunday of the MLB season, so they start usually on like a Thursday. A lot of teams have off the Friday. So the Phillies, for instance, played on the Thursday at 3 o'clock. They had off Friday. They played Saturday, Sunday. I went to the Phillies game that that Sunday, 
Yeah. They beat the Braves. Zach mm-hmm. Eflin had like 10 strikeouts. Right after that, we went to the Sixers game also. It was the first time we had gone to a sporting event since the pandemic hit. Oh, so we went to both games, got home. The Sunday night primetime game on ESPN was the, um, I think it was the White Sox and the Angels. And Shohei Otani was pitching, so it was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Regardless, so Otani didn't do so great. He had a home run in the first inning, though. The game ends with a three-run walk-off home run by Jared Walsh of the Angels. And it was the first walk-off of the entire season, and it was just, like, awesome. So, <laughs> Angels came back after losing the lead. So, those are my three honorables. My fifth moment of 2021. So, when you think of constants in life, you think of Santa Claus coming down the chimney. Yeah. You think uh, on uh, December 25th, you think of uh, the Lions and the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving. The other thing that I think is associated with a certain day is July 4th every year. Joey Chestnut sets records. So my number five moment is Joey Chestnut winning yet another hot dog eating contest, which coincided with me betting Matt Stoney to win and Matt Stoney not even being present for the event. (laughs) And the redacted barbecue. Yes. Um, Number four is, uh, is the Phillies series against the Mets, which actually was the same weekend I moved into my house. So it has a nice little special place in my heart. The Bryce Harper home run. On the, in the Saturday game, I think it was, or the Friday game, was just electric. He hits the home run, he windmills the bat, and then that Sunday, the Phillies honor Roy Halladay, and Zach Wheeler has like the most dominant start of the entire MLB season. Um, so that's number four. That really felt like the Phillies grabbed the division and were going to run away with it, and then they just handed it back to the uh, the Braves. Um, number three, uh, Tom Brady's return to Foxborough, Ooh. where he set the all-time passing record. Um, he played a really crap game, but it was such a fun event. Felt like a big time fight. Yeah. Um, number two, Trey Young turns heel and shushes the uh, the Knicks crowd. <laughs> we already touched on that. And then number one, Giannis drops fifty in Game Six of the Finals. Jesus, Giannis. Is and crazy. then proceeds to just have like a seven day long party. And orders fifty nuggets or something like that. I thought that was so funny. He went to Chick Fil A and he ordered he ordered a fifty piece and the drink with no um, with no ice. That's a flex move right there. He's a king that knows what's going on. He knows he had ice at home. <laughs> I don't know if we missed any. I mean, we already Good hit list. a bunch during the um yeah, we we hit a bunch during the the uh the timeline we did the other night. So yeah. I'm sure we missed a couple. Um and beat dunking in his return against the or dunking in the game before he got hurt against the Wizards. Um I forgot who he dunked on, but it was so fun. That wizard series was, was a was a lot of fun because they just kind of blew him out. And then that Hawk series was a disaster, man. That's an understatement. That disaster. I mean, we were at those games. Super Bowl sucked. The uh, World Series was pretty good. The Stanley Cup was kind of math. And the NBA Finals were fun. But it felt like there weren't that many memorable moments from the playoffs this year. There were so many in, the, in previous years. This year, the only thing I can think of is Trey Young and the, um, and the Bucks winning. And of course, game seven here, but that, like that's more of like a negative thing versus a positive thing. You can always point to like three or four moments every postseason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can tell you right now, this year, one of the top uh, sports moments will be Clay Thompson making his return. I cannot wait. Now, what happens if he comes out and he's just like flat because he hasn't shot a ball in two years? That's all good. Get his legs under him. But when he gets back and healthy and his legs under him, oh, yeah. So game time. Before we move on, yeah. Staples Center is now the crypto whatever arena. 
yeah. Crypto. How do you feel about that? It, so it's a it's a supply office supply store. But how do you feel about the Staples thing changing? We kind of touched it a little bit when it was announced. Yeah. Um, and also because when I went to my Sixers game, shortly after I got hacked by LeBron Crypto.com. By Crypto, yeah, LeBron. Like, get out of here, dogs. Um, I don't like it. Like, like places that are that iconic of a name should not be touched with. I agree. Like, get it together. Crypto.com. It's is now what? No. Get out of here. Like when you hear the words Staples Center, Synonymous. you don't think about you don't think of Staples. Yeah, you think of Nicholson in the front row. You think of Kobe and Shaq. You think a little bit about LeBron. Think about all the history, even though it's only been there for 25-ish years. Genie Think about all, all the stuff that I've yeah. I think of the Lakers early 2000s run. Um Clippers and, and too. It, yeah, it pisses me off because like the same thing happens at baseball, like um where the where the San Francisco Giants play used to be called AT&T Park and it's you hear not. the name AT&T Park it's Oracle Park now No, wasn't it Safeco? Safeco is where the uh, the Mariners play but I'm oh, sure that'll geez. change too if it hasn't already oh, But like these these um these places that change names because of the sponsors they have it, it just sucks Imagine Yankee Stadium becoming YouTube Stadium Yeah or like the Gmail dome or something the Gmail dome in like, New Orleans. It's just, it sucks. That is tragic. Tesla yeah. Arena here tonight. Yeah, Let's go. So, so I'm going to read some statistics to you. Okay. And I, wa- I want to see, well, I want to see if you know who these are, who these are. Okay. Um, so these are basketball stats. Okay. First set of statistics, 26.4 points per game, oh, 10.8 rebounds. Sir. And... I'm the one that wrote these statistics. Oh, did no. you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you All know right, so, who these are? Yes. All so right. 26.4, 10.8, 8.9, 56% field goal percentage. That was Giannis in 2020 when he won the most valuable player award, correct? Wrong. Uh, like I said, that was not Giannis. No, that's Giannis, isn't it? No, it's Joker. Oh, that's Jokic? Okay. Yeah. Well, he almost had a triple-double list here. Um, 26.5, 10.9, 4.2 is Giannis. Uh, then we have 28.1, 11 flat, and then 5.9. Joel Embiid is currently on pace also to have 1.2 blocks per game, which is pretty wild, on 56% shooting from the field, which has to be a career high. <laughs> no. <laughs> is he not? You you were 0 for 3. I like well, that. no, you put Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid in that order. Now, because I was supposed to read that part of the segment. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> it was supposed to be a game for me to play with you. And it worked. <laughs> you went 0 for 3. So I'm guessing right. the middle one is a B. All right, well, yes, yeah, the middle to... one's in B. <laughs> the game, I try to set Rob up on the rundown by having it. Yeah. MVPs, 2020, Giannis, 2021, Joker, and then Embiid basically at the end. So I have it listed. <laughs> I think but I know what they are then. I think yeah. I know what they are now. So, whoa. Jesus. <laughs> My whole uh, box of insurance as well. Yes, people have insured. Um, yeah, the 26.4 points, 10.8 rebounds list was uh, last year's MVP, Jokic. That's Jokic, right, yeah. And then the 28.1, 11 rebounds, 5.9 assists was Giannis from two years ago. And the one in the middle, 26.5, so already it's a point <laughs> better than last year's MVP. Better. As well as Point one more rebounds than Jokic. He the only thing 
Embiid has wrong here is the field goal at 47 and a half, basically, and the 4.2 assist. Other I should than have that, seen that as a... As he's a, better uh, than both these two players in some way. That should have been the immediate tip-off because he would have the fewest assists of the three. Well, your game worked, even though we did it ass-backwards. Yeah. But this begs the question, is he an MVP candidate, at least, or the front-runner? Look at those numbers. And those two numbers from those two players are the season. This is the number we read for Embiid is what he has to this day right now before the Orlando game tonight. He's had a, a great run. Um, he, I mean, I, I, he's probably not going to win it because they're going to give it to Steph. Um, uh, who is it? Harden kind of has a case right now, too. It, it's all about narrative, and they're probably going to give it to Curry unless he gets hurt. Morant? Yeah, Morant's been good, too. I think Embiid could be a top three candidate at least. I hope so. Will they give it to him? I would hope so, but you're right. The Warriors on this resurgent path, and Clay's coming back, so Steph is only going to get better. Less shots, but more uh, percentage wise, will go up. He'll have a better, uh, less double teamed. Rob is befuddled. Yeah, I, I'm taken aback by how putrid I was during that segment. Oh, man. Um, oh, we. Next segment, um, the wave, as it's known now, at Brooklyn. Did you like that? When uh, Loved it. Embiid basically shut down Durant's little trash talk? My favorite part of it is him telling the home team to go home. It's like walking into someone's house and going, get, get out of here. Go home. I own this. Oh, I am home. I think that was the funniest part, too. It was good because of the fact that Durant did it before. Um, And Embiid just returned the favor. I I like it. I also like that both guys after the game were just like, yeah, no, like, real hard feelings. It's just like when you're in the the moment, you just have to. I uh, I love Embiid. He knows how to get under people's skin. Oh, he's he's the greatest. I like how uh, Steph, not Steph, Jesus, Seth and uh, Tobias Harris also got into it. Maxi clapping along. Well, Tobias is an idiot. Tobias went up and tried to stop him. Tobias tried to get him to stop doing it, and Embiid had to explain it to him on the fly why he was doing it, and then he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 expletive you. B-Ball Paul on the background was pretty funny, too, because he was just holding up the W. <laughs> yes. He's like the guy that did no work but got the A on the group project that night. For sure. But yeah, I, I love Paul Reed. Paul Reed, process Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'm glad he's back from the G League. Yeah, he's he bummed me out that he was down there. For, ah, come on now. I'm actually kind of bummed that Tyler Johnson's going. The boy got, he got signed, played two games, got COVID again, then got cut. Jesus. Like, All right, we're back. See you. Yeah. He'll be back probably, hopefully. I hope so. Uh, speaking of Tobias Harris's idiocy on Ugh. that night, uh, he did have a career uh, triple double. Against the Raptors, but it was it was the Iguodala triple double though. <laughs> Come on, man. where you where you get like ten, eleven, and ten, just just uh, the bare th- minimum, thirteen percent shooting. He got hey, he got the triple double, bare yeah, minimum. That's all that all that matters. That's not. <laughs> um. Anyway, that day, uh, they played the Rockets. They beat them handily by I think by twenty plus points or so. Yeah, they they beat him that night. He was a big in the first half. I think he went 3 for 10, 3 for 15, something like that. In the first shooting, half. I guess. And then after the half, when the half, went, I guess, went off, 
uh, the place erupted in booze, and he kind of just like embraced it, have his hands up type of stuff. And then later on in the next half, he made a couple buckets. They were clapping, and then you could see him audibly saying, "Don't clap! Don't effing clap!" So, so the bucket that he hit, Benny's giving his thoughts as well. So the bucket that Tobias hit, if you want to watch that video again, yeah, he's backing down some guy in the post. Yeah. If you look under the basket, Drummond is wide open with nobody within two feet of him. He's just like socially distanced from everybody, and Tobias can't find him in the post. Tobias has no court vision. <laughs> Every three-pointer he takes either goes in but doesn't look like it should or at front rims. He's, I don't know. It's a I shame because I like him, but sucks because he sucks. I think it's, you know, it, I think it's more because of his contract. You know sucks? Yeah, and it's a lot of money. So I saw a tweet the other day, and it was very painful to look at. Uh-huh. I was actually at the Sixers Raptors game the night that they traded for Harris. Um, your your niece and I were at that game. It was actually a Christmas gift from I forget who, but if you're listening, thank you. Um, it was in <laughs> had to be February, I guess. It was like a Wednesday night. It was an ESPN game, and we were watching it. And that that was the night that we were there. Shamit, who got traded for Tobias that night, hits a three from the corner, but they called him for an offensive foul. That leads to them basically losing the game. Then in the middle of the night, Elton Brand makes the panic trade. They get Harris. Harris comes aboard. Jimmy Butler's here. Butler leaves. They give Harris the max. So I was at the game that started this domino effect of the Sixers panic trading for Harris. And then look where we are now. Jesus Christ. The contract is abysmal. What's left on it? Three years? Two Two years? Three, including this one? Yeah. This is his third year. Oh. 180 million. So he's making what, like 30 million a year? 40 million? Something like that, yeah. It's brutal. Uh, the thing that sucks is that if he were making half of that, I would be fine with his performance. But the fact is, he's making a lot of money and it's it's really crippling this franchise that the two of the three highest paid players on the team aren't either are not playing at all or are playing like this. And your, your MVP guy is having a career year and you can't surround him with anything. Second best player on the team is. Uh, either Maxi or Curry, given you know, depending on the night. Uh, it's just, it's just, wild. it's bonkers. I don't know. They just like spending money on players. I mean, well, Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons, right? Sorry, Ugh. BS. Um, we knew he can shoot. He just, he's reluctant to shoot. It's his free throw shooting abilities and his reluctant to be in the moment when it's game time and just basically. Dish a wide open layup guarded by Trey Young, right when you're at the bucket to Thibel, who has to drive in and get basically covered and then miss and then go for like one and two on the free throws. That is a mistake. Uh, Tobias Harris is not a great three point shooter, yet he attempts threes and misses them. This is craziness. Yeah. No, his lane, mid range. That's it. There was a game last week where Harris was three for three on three pointers. And Seth Curry was also three of three, but they stopped shooting. They, how do you make your first three and then stop? It, it bothers me when these guys do this. They they go three for three and then they just they don't shoot again. Oh, trust me, that's my uh, some of my parlays on threes. Bothers like, watch me. Like, what are you doing? You stopped at three. That's it. So, what what do you do with Harris? What what do you think happens? And what would you do? Because I haven't I have an answer for both. What I think happens, he stays on the team probably throughout the contract, or at least on that fifth year, he probably gets dealt if if nothing's changed. Um, what I want to happen 
is him in a package with Redacted at this point. Free up some money. Give me some shooters. Give me a bench. Uh, Maxi looks like is your point guard, so you don't need a point guard. But you definitely need defenders, and you need shooters. Who can uh, get their get their points off on their own, you know? Yeah, score. The three the three main things people are looking for in the NBA nowadays, and the three things that the Sixers really don't have are you know guys that can get their own shot, guys that can shoot, and guys that can defend. You know, you have guys that are, can do two of those three things. You know, you have Curry that can do one of those three things. You have Thibault that can do one of those three things. You have Corkmaz who can do one of those three things. But if they could turn Curry, Corkmaz, and uh, and Thibault into one player, they would be Kawhi Leonard. All right, speaking of uh, Corkmaz, he's starting today. 30 minutes, he's 4 of 13, 2 of 7 from 3 points, yeah. 12 points. Shoot or shoot. Danny so Green, think... starting. 19. Don't say those words. Daniel Green, <clears throat> 19 minutes starting, 0 for 0 field goals. Oh, we got a Bobby Portis on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> One personal foul. Oh, he's got a stat. Never mind. <laughs> Quirkmas had his first double-double the other night. That was against the Rockets, I believe. Um, and beat had a triple double the other night. So what I think happens with Harris, what I would do yeah. is I would consider moving him in a trade for a guy like a Kevin Love because really, so my reasoning behind it is not because I think Kevin Love makes this team better. Um, he will make the team better sooner when I explain this. So I think a team like Cleveland, that might be overachieving with cap space could benefit from having a, you know, a middle tier player like Harris older guy that can maybe kind of score a little bit small market so he can look better. Um, Kevin Love is on, I believe year four of a five-year contract. So Love is only on the books for this year and next year. So you get out from beneath the big contract sooner. And maybe even he might even compliment Embiid if he plays. Um, but I would get out from underneath the Harris contract anyway. I can, I don't know if Maury is the kind of guy that would, that likes to play around with picks. I, I could see a world where maybe you attach a, you know, maybe a first round pick to Harris and you get kind of like they did with Horford. They traded Horford in a first for Danny Green. If you can trade Harris and a first round pick for, I don't even know, maybe, you know, uh, like, I, don't, I can't even think, Ryan Archidiaka. I don't know, somebody that's like a, a middle tier nothing guy and uh, maybe a role player that'll get you out from beneath the contract sooner, but you lose a little bit of draft capital because I think it, Harris maybe has negative value. I think what ends up happening is either he's on here, he's on the team for the duration, or they trade um, he who should not be not who shall not be named, <laughs> and then in a subsequent move, they move Harris in a trade. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Tobias Harris at this point is not living up to that contract clearly, and his performance on the court is mid at best um he'll have moments like that triple double but like you said cork Moss had a double double that game and joel and beat also had a triple double that game so it wasn't like a standout performance he was just a the rockets are a bad team so if you have a good shooting night you're gonna have your way with that team but uh I agree. some good uh some good possibilities for both of us i like i do like kevin love here yeah, I don't even know if I'm in love with the idea of him as a player. I just think he compliments and beat a little better, and he will lead he you shoot. to have. And so, yeah, think of it this way: if you get 
a guy like a Kevin Love or maybe even somebody similar to that. You get a big contract, but you get it off the book sooner. So not this upcoming summer, but the following summer, provided you trade 25, if you don't get a max player in return for him, so you get rid of the 25, say you get spare parts, and then you get this Kevin Love thing. Not this upcoming summer, but the following when you have two max slots available in free agency that you can sign guys with. Maybe Embiid will continue to improve. Maybe you have a guy like a Lillard here. Maybe you have a Malcolm Brogdon. Who knows? But you have money to spend at that point. And, you know, Embiid will probably be at the back end of his prime because I think he'll be 30 by then, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, you got to win. When this guy is playing as well as he is, you've got to get him help. I mean, do you go somewhere off the Pacers? Or maybe so honestly, if I'm trading two five, Pacers are underachieving. I look maybe in a three teamer. You get maybe Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon, and maybe Karis LeVert. You trade Harris and send him out west or something. You trade twenty five to the Pacers. Pacers get a guy they can build around. He theoretically will fit with Sabonis, and you get a couple pieces for him. Maybe you give a couple picks away, and your starting five becomes you know Brogdon, LeVert. I don't know, Maxi, Embiid, Sabonis, or something. I don't know. Or whatever you get. Embiid Turner. I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> I but mean, get, just get out from beneath this guy. I mean, at some point, you got to hit up Gold, uh, Oklahoma City, too. They have picks, they have expendable players like Josh Giddy. Youngest player to hit a triple double, I believe. Yeah. He's, not He's also the only player to have a triple double with no points hey, since like 1950 or something. And he's 19. Uh, yeah. You can get Luke, Luke and Stortz, small forward. Yeah, just another Thibel. Hey, man. I think he's a little bit better than Thibel. And he's younger, cheaper. Something like that. I don't know. There's something to see. Know. There's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Um, now, this I'm excited to talk about because of my prowess. Oh, my goodness. You wiped the floor with me on Christmas Day. With the NBA games, however. I disposed my, of you that day. My arm came out of the dirt. <laughs> like the Undertaker. Did we stop at week 10? Week 17. Jesus. We did not stop at week 10. Week 17, the records in in the, uh, we the can just skip it. We can just skip it, honestly. That's fine. Um, I, I'm, so, I'm ready for wins and losses. <laughs> uh, so, Joel was 8-8, eight and eight, which is respectable. Yes. 0-3 in the TTP, which is also respectable because he had a couple tough ones there. I went for it. Your boy. <laughs> this is a single week record for the podcast. It was 14-2 and two in the picks. 2-1 and one in the TTP. 15-3 or 16-3 overall. My dog hit. So um, you did point out. You, so you want to run through the highlights here of the week? We're not going to go game by game the way we usually do, but. No, no. Uh, Joel was nice enough to put together some like highlights and some massive bullet points for the week. Yeah, I'll go. I'll do. I'll do the bullet points, and I'll post basically like questions and stuff, and then Rob can just, uh, you know, we'll go back and forth if we can. And I'll give uh, non-answers like I always do. <laughs> um, first off, <laughs> Bills versus Falcons, bro. You and I thought this was a guarantee slam dunk, like lock of the century. Get out of my face! And at some point, I think it was Falcons up by four. This is so the, it was two nothing Falcons is how the game began. Yeah, safety. I'm like in Buffalo, mind you, in the in snow. The snow. In yeah, so a dome team outside in the snow and the cold. You would think, oh, slam dunk. 
Yeah, you think and, it's a wipe, wipe the floor kind of game. And Bills are playing for the division because the Patriots oh, yeah. are there. So you would think this is a slam dunk. It wasn't, clearly. Um, are the Bills for real? Because they made it a game. The Falcons made it a game. Do you think are they for real? So I'm just going to give you my non-answer. I don't know. If you asked me straight up, can the Bills win a big game? I would say yes. But I would I would need to know who they're playing. Your mic is off. Um, I need to know who they're playing. <laughs> it was my cough button, dude. <laughs> oh, you just you just started talking, and I was like, yeah, I can't hear anything. Um, it, it, so if you put them in a big game against the Chiefs, they're not winning. Big game against the Pats, they're probably not winning. Big game against the Packers, probably losing. Titans maybe winning. Colts probably winning. I mean, there are some teams that I think they can beat in a big game, but I wonder All right, how if they have. Yeah. Are they for real enough to be in the AFC championship game? Yes or no? Yes. What no. do you think? No. Oh, okay. And it, and I was going to double down with, if they are, do I think they win that game? No. No. Dude, they're no. playing the Chiefs, probably, right? Any team. Or, or they're I playing think, the Titans. I think it's pressure. In big, big game situations, they can't do it. Like, how do you lose to New England at home? Granted, it was windy as heck. Yeah. But you clearly saw the other team quarterback threw it three times granted he doesn't have a strong arm as josh allen but you saw what it was don't throw run the ball and you didn't do that so i don't know um next so, my Bengals. oh wait i'm sorry real quick so i'm pulling up the standings real quick so let's just say the playoffs started now tennessee gets a buy oh. who in the who in their mother's name saw that coming um kansas city would be the after oh, derrick henry left too yeah, they, and he's uh, so he's actually going to be back possibly. Yeah, they opened up his twenty-one day, so the buy actually matters a lot to them. We'll possibly get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Kansas City is the two seed. All they have to do is win, and I believe they're either one or two this week, or heading into the playoffs. They would currently play whoever wins the Chargers Vegas game, which is also going to be for the division. We'll get to that Friday. Um, so then you got Cincinnati. They would host Indianapolis in the first round of the playoffs, sir. Yeah, the Buffalo. Bills. You want to know who they would host? New England. The New England Patriots. <laughs> now, they have each one in each other's home. I think, so it, if you had to guess right now, we, we might actually have to make this prediction in, the, in a few weeks, so take this with a grain of salt. Who would win that game right now? Buffalo at this point. I, I, I think would so say too. Buffalo would not I'm with. You. I think so too. I think they are good enough to put it together. The problem is, they are a team that has not really been tested this year. Outside of the Chiefs, outside of the Pats, outside of the Titans, and outside of the Colts, they've had a pretty good schedule. It favors them. They look like the best team in the world. They kind of remind me a little bit of the Cards, where oh now the Cards fell all the way off. That's not fair. I think the Bills are better than them. They're built better, and they've. Been better quarterback right now the bills started the season with their hair on fire and then as soon as they got punched in the mouth they started to fall down now granted they built themselves back up and if they can win this week and give themselves a little momentum heading into the uh the playoffs i'm pretty sure they play like the jets so that they they, wait, they will so they will win so when they win this week give themselves a little bit of momentum heading into the playoffs probably playing against belichick you get a week to prepare we'll see what happens i think they i think they're for real ish. I if you ask me who's for real, I would give you three teams: the Packers, the Chiefs, 
and honestly, probably the Titans. Because look, look, they lost at home to Carson Wentz, and it wasn't close. It was forty-one. I don't know, twenty. I don't know, something like that. I don't know this score, but I know it was a disgusting game. They lost in Jacksonville. Jacksonville six nothing. It was not a scoregami, but Jacksonville's one one of their wins, if they only have one win, is against Buffalo. It was nine six Jacksonville. There you go. They lost to Pittsburgh week one at home, twenty three sixteen. They lost thirty four thirty one at Tennessee. Lost nine six to the Jags. Lost forty one fifteen to Indy. There you go. Fourteen ten New England, and then thirty three twenty seven to Tampa. That was actually probably one of their better games too, and they lost. And Tampa is an outside conference that you could possibly meet in the Super Bowl. And that was on the road. And on the road, as Benny is uh, letting us know how he feels. The Sixers just refuse to distance themselves from bad teams in these games. They're up one heading into the fourth. Oh my god, my head hurts now. No way. But yeah, I'm with you. They they they're tough to gauge. Um, Next. What do you got? Cincinnati Bengals, baby. Not last week they weren't. Jesus. I am a rider, and then when you burn me, I don't fuck with you, and I'm loyal (laughs) to that point, and Jamar Chase burned me one too many times, and I never touched him, and look at this king. Three touchdowns and has more yards than Patrick Mahomes. Your New Year's resolution was to cut off those that hurt you. (laughs) How about Joe Burrow, man? Burrow is back. What a game. Big time Joe. Um, yeah. I like his post game speech on Jamar. It's basically what we talk about. Yeah. Like, it's the reason you bet him. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. He's got to be down there somewhere. It's like what they say when uh, Mahomes, fuck it. Tyreek Hill is down there somewhere. Just yeah, throw just throw it up. up there. Go find it. I can't. Jamar Chase had video game numbers. It's like when you're playing your friend in Madden and he can't stop a certain play. Yeah. Except every play was just throw it in the direction of Jamar Chase. Uh-huh. He was. He had 11 catches on 12 targets, which is absurd. 266 yards and three touchdowns. I think the first touchdown, he caught it maybe, what, five yards after the first Oh, down, my God, yeah. Covered by, like, what, six defenders and outran them all. Yeah, he broke a couple tackles, ran away from, like, six or seven guys. He's, he's awesome. He's special. Yeah, he's very good. Um, and this also, we talked about this. This is, might be the format to go now with uh, GMs like uh, Howie Roseman, you fuck. Uh, when you pick up a quarterback, Pick up his best wide receiver if possible, because especially if you want his input, because they could have definitely gotten an offensive lineman to save yeah. Burrow. Because a lot of people wanted them to take Benay Sewell. Because you texted me, because I was I wasn't watching all the games, mm-hmm. and then you were like, "Oh, Joe Burrow's died." I'm like, "Oh my god, no!" Was that this past week? Or was yeah. he got hurt at some point, right? You don't. I didn't, oh, he I didn't did. see. Yeah, that's right. He he got hurt this week. Brandon Allen came in. Oh Jesus. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have taken an offensive tackle. But look at what they did. They got his best receiver from college, and that receiver is going off, probably going to win the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. And then that connection has been money. Because if you cover Jamar Chase, Boyd, Higgins, and Mixon are going to burn you. And uh, just to touch on uh, another thing that we may not get a chance to speak about, yeah. um, Jamar Chase apparently did not love football enough last year because he opted out. It's nice to see he loves football again. Isn't that yeah, right, right, Kirk Street? <laughs> Freezing cold takes. Ridiculous. Jeez. Tyreek Hill stunk. But hey, what's next? He was forgettable that game. Yeah. I mean, before we get on to the next one, um, I don't have it on the list, but we should talk about it. The Tennessee Titans. 
they stunned the the sizzling hot Miami Dolphins. Yeah. They were like 0 and 7 or 1 and 7. They won seven straight to put themselves into a playoff contention. And then Tennessee just steamrolled right by. First team in NFL history, I believe, to have a seven game winning streak and losing streak in the same season. But Titans, Titans are currently the one seed. All they have to do is win this week. And and they're playing the the who they play the Houston, uh, I believe. Let me say real quick. Yeah. I think it's Houston because the Colts they're, play the Jags. They're at Houston. Yeah, every game this week is a um a divisional game, it seems. Now if you've if you've been listening to this podcast, you've you've already heard it long enough that I cannot stand Ryan Tannehill and I do not believe in this team. I think and he's I'll good eat, enough. And I eat my words now, I stand here now at week seventeen review. This is the number one team in the AFC. At least you don't have to taste the words. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> or smell them. <laughs> good one. Yeah, because they they stink. Uh, no, see, I, I totally understand the Tannehill, not not even hate. It's the reluctancy to trust him because he granted he was really good last year and he was really good the previous year, but he's a guy that's never been, you know, elite. He's never been terrible, but you know, you wonder he's, he is up and down at times and losing his best guy, Derrick Henry really takes away from his mobility and the, you know, the play action rollouts and all the things they can do there. Getting Henry back will help, but Deontay Foreman has been perfectly fine in Henry's absence. The offensive line is still really, really good. Um, Henry was the first guy to ever rush for 2,000 yards, I believe, without an all-pro on, on the offensive line. Jesus. But that offensive line is full of studs, man. It's probably the most underrated offensive yeah, they, line. Pretty sure they have Ben Jones. They have um, uh, Lawan when he's healthy. Um, they had Jack Conklin before. They have, I think, Dennis Kelly's there now. And the so they have guys. And the beauty is they're doing well offensively on the ground. And when you bring back Derrick Henry, you do not have to insert him immediately as the starter. You ease yeah, he, him he in. still split carries, yeah. And especially short, you know, goal line stands. Derrick Henry coming through. Yeah. You better bring your uh, lunch for that one. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought them up, and this will be my last point. But how important do you think that first round buy is for for Tennessee? One thousand with with regard to getting Henry back healthy, because his 21 day practice window opens now. If he if everything goes according to plan, be obviously he's not going to play this weekend. And if they get a buy, he won't play the, the next weekend. He could possibly be ready for the divisional round. That's scary. Which is, you know, a, a weekend they might even, they, based on the standings, they'll probably host New England, Buffalo, or the Chargers or Raiders in that game, which will be a big game. And they'll need all the help they can get, especially me, against New England. For me, I think they're they're more, they need the bye week more than the home field advantage. They're I think so to play too. on the road. And we've seen it already. They went up to Foxborough almost went to the Super Bowl, I believe. I think that year, yeah. right? So. Oh, yeah. They, they, they stunned the Pats, and they almost stunned the Chiefs. That's what it was. They stunned the Pats. Yeah. They almost did it to the Chiefs. So, I mean, they're a team that can play on the road, so they don't need to be at home. <coughs> so, yeah. You know what? Um, next one. <laughs> Come on, Rob. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull this up. Oh, you're quick. finding it, too. I was about to find it also. Yes, Rob, the Raiders. Another team, I will have to admit, I've fallen off because after Darren Wallen went hurt, I was like, this team is done for. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> somebody else wanted to speak. <laughs> what, what a, so how impressed have you been this year with Derek Carr? Incredibly. 
I, he is, and I don't want to get sidetracked. We can do this another time. He's one of the quarterbacks in the league that I would trade my quarterback for. And you'll understand my, it sounds like, oh, you, of course you would trade Hurts. There's probably less than 10 guys I would trade Hurts for right now. And he's probably one of them. And we can get into this another time. I don't want to take too much time out of this, but Carr is a guy I could, I would build around. There are not that many quarterbacks in the league right now I would build around. I think he's a top 10 QB. And that was evident by my list a few weeks ago. That's a fair assessment. He's awesome. And given all the crap that has gone on there, you know, the, the Gruden stuff, rugs, another guy just got arrested. Uh, Damon Arnett got arrested, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're in Vegas, too. So. Cars and the Raiders usually don't mesh well, especially this year, but that car and the Raiders have figured it all out. Yeah. Like uh, and without Waller, too. Their best, basically their best weapon. And now this week they're playing the Chargers in uh, basically a playoff game, and we'll, we'll talk about that on on, on uh, Friday, which I'm excited about. The win in your end game. Yeah. Oh, it's like game seven. It's like the Eagles Cowboys game the first year Chip was here. Yep. Um I'm excited. I can't wait. And that is the last game of the NFL regular season. Deservedly so. Time. Absolutely. They got flexed around. Eagles got moved to Saturday night. I wonder so. if that's a Tariko game. Eh. Uh, um the next one. Big Mac Jones and the New England Patriots rubbing their nuts and taint all over the Jacksonville Jaguars, fifty to ten. Are you impressed with Mac Jones? Uh, I I didn't see any of that game, but uh, it's the Jags, so probably not. You're not impressed with Mac Jones? Probably not. I I didn't see any of the game, bro. Mac Jones has been pretty That's the good Jags. This uh, I, the, in general, yes, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, extremely in general, impressed. In, in this game, he you and I could be running routes, and they would have won that game. So, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, he only threw for 227. They must have run the ball. Uh, okay, 107, 35, 7. Yeah, they ran the ball well. He is exactly what Belichick and McDaniels need. They need a, a game manager who man who protects the ball and distributes it to the non-existent weapons there. He if he gets a receiver, fun. could you imagine if he gets a receiver, dude? Let's say they get Allen Robinson this offseason. Let's just play fantasy GM. They get Allen Robinson. They sign Odell Beckham. They sign whoever. They draft a guy. Maybe they go out and they get a. Uh, maybe they now. draft Jamison Williams from Bama. Come on, now. come on now, come on now. You know who it is? It's Shane Barrios of the New New, New York. Uh, oh yeah, they gotta get Braxton Barrios. Well, that guy. How good would it, Adam Thielen on the Patriots? Oh, that would be insane. Yeah, but I mean, just in general, they, if they get him a real receiver, they have a couple good tight ends. They have good running backs. The one thing they lack is a number one receiver. They, they're dealing with a pretty. They have three number threes basically between Aguilar. Kendrick Bourne and uh, Jacoby Myers. And he doesn't have the best weapons to throw to, but they're managing. And that's all they need to do is manage the ball. Defense is terrific. He is everything they need right now. Yeah. They don't need it. Now in the playoffs, can a guy like that win you games? We'll find out. We'll find out. But Hey, he won some big games in college. He had 500 plus passing yards in the national championship game last year against Ohio state. Jesus, man. Is he the best uh, quarterback out of the draft? This year, yeah, I think long term. I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. I'm talking. However, this season season by a mile, he's been terrific. By the way, I I want to ask a question. Go ahead. Uh, So I'm going to go check Fanduel as we talk. Do this now. I noticed that Sunday, Dak Prescott was like minus 150 to win comeback player of the year. Joe Burrow was like plus 130. Joe Burrow has been better than Dak Prescott and pretty much top to bottom this year. 
do you think Joe Burrow is the comeback player of the year? Or do you think it's Prescott? And how much plays into Prescott's gruesome injury? And how much of it is just, you know, his I narrative? That, I think it's that the latter. I think it's going to so, be uh, Prescott because of the gruesomeness of the injury. Because The mobility. odds have actually, yeah, they've widened. Uh, minus 175, plus 135. Burrow is amazing value, and he should win it. He should win it. He's been better. Lights out. His team's better. I mean, they're both division winners. Yeah, they're both 11 and 5 right now, I believe. It might come down to week 18. Awesome. Well, he, he opted out because he doesn't love football. So <laughs> Prescott might not play either, but I, I, it's absurd. Burrow's been terrific, though. And I, who do you, do you think it's been Mac Jones as well? Best rookie quarterback? Yeah, by a mile. Where, where would you rank him among the five-ish guys between this year and last year? So let's just only take Jones from this year because Lance hasn't done anything. Fields hasn't done anything. Lawrence stinks. Um, factor in Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones. Where would you have him in there? Three? Ahead of uh, the two Bama guys? Yeah. Two other oh. uh Hurts. And I would it's have funny him. because he was once the third string quarterback behind both of those guys, which is pretty funny. And I think I would put Hertz at four. I would too. Hertz uh, has been good. And that's not a homer pick. If you're listening, that's not a homer pick. I'm just no. two has been no better. Because I think you showed me a stat on Twitter that I think in the second half of the season, something like that, Jalen Hurts in the red zone, or maybe just in general, Jalen Hurts in the yeah. red zone is the number one quarterback to good. have down there. So I like All right. that. All right, let's knock um, these out. The next one, uh, <laughs> the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Shooting themselves in the foot in the fourth quarter. Brady has enough time to come back, win the game, and then put two points on top of it for injury. What are your thoughts uh, Brady, on the Jets? Brady does, his, yeah, Brady does the Brady thing. Jets, whatever, they, they choke that game away. Would you like to – can you read your next note? A.B., that's some CTE, brother. That is some CTE. Uh, he's like a memes are us. This dude, his performance on the sidelines was the highlight of the game, unfortunately. Uh, he's probably done in Tampa because there were reports that uh, the coach did say it, but then there's reports that he's still not released officially. Tom Brady's not allowing that. Yeah, and then the NF- in the NFL probably he won't be back either. But yeah. uh, what's going on with A.B.? He's a moron. I, I, I have no idea. He's an idiot. The, the rumor is he wasn't really healthy enough to practice toward the end of the week because he has, a, he has a nagging ankle injury. So what happened is during the game, they were pushing him to play. He didn't think he should be playing. And he told Arians, like, I can't really play. And Arians told me, well, get the F out of here. So he, he, he got the F out of there. Although he didn't actually leave because he stayed in New York because he went to the Brooklyn Nets game the next night. So yeah, right. that's all. I don't want to talk about AB. Jesus. He might actually have some real issues, so I, I don't want to yeah, rip. I think he's a moron if this is not related to some sort of a brain injury or maybe perhaps bad people around him in a circle, but hey, whatever. To each their own. He has a Netflix special coming out. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the RGG, RGG, BRGG Eagles. Yet again, winning. Riddles with COVID after the game, but beating Washington, statement game. And because the Packers, as we'll touch on later, oh. Uh, helped a CLA playoff berth. What are your thoughts on the Eagles as they head into the playoff run? And uh, what are your thoughts on Hurts almost getting deleted by a failed railing? 
in WWE. Well, we almost had the uh, <laughs> we almost had the controversy fixed. It's a good thing they fixed the railing with uh, zip ties. Uh, whatever. Uh, that was so dangerous. I'm glad he's all right. It's cool that he helped people up. His little letter was cute too. And uh, should teams bring also bring their their own railings <laughs> along with their benches? They should they should bring their own zip ties too. Oh. <laughs> could you imagine they bring their own bleachers? It was basically an Eagles home game. They should have just played it here. They were like no Washington fans. By the way, um, nope, never mind. I'll save it for my my else. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, next one. The Ravens are who we thought they were. Another close game loss. Another heartbreaking loss. I think they are out of the playoff. Can I ask a quick question? I don't want to talk about this game too much, but uh, well, I'm, do you I'm think Tyler right. Huntley starts in the NFL next year? No. Do you think he he gets traded? <laughs> what was that? Do you think he's on a different team next year? No, he'll be on this team. He's played pretty well. All right, next up, we have uh, the Cowboys taking a loss. Uh, Kyler Murray is still undefeated in the new uh, Cowboys stadium. He was undefeated in high school, won a bunch of games there, won a couple games there in college, and I believe has now won there twice in the NFL. Do you have any takeaways from this game or not really? The Cowboys are reeling in the – Heading in the wrong direction this beginning to the playoffs, and I love it. Uh, Packers put the Vikings out of their misery. Also, clinch my under. Eagles okay. make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is trending toward winning another MVP. And it hit my uh, my bet from back in September where I said the Eagles would make the playoffs. So yeah, thank you, uh, Green Bay. Good odds. And uh, you threw this in there for me. Um, <laughs> it's fitting that you read it. Big rape. Big game. Uh, he had to have had the, he threw the ball like 50 some odd times. Only he had a fewer than 300 passing yards. But hey, Roethlisberger got his moment in the sun. That was pretty cool. Um, whether you think it was consensual or not, yeah. He, um, <laughs> you know, they he got the chance to kneel down at the end of the game. They won the game. He he kind of stunk, but it, it wasn't about that. Um, now I do want to, I do have one other takeaway aside from Roethlisberger getting a nice little send off. Yeah. Uh, what first of all, Nope, I'll save it for my W's for that one. TJ Watt only needs two sacks to break the single season record, and we are not talking about that enough. He missed time too. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure he missed two games, and he's a he's a sack behind Strahan for the single season record. Holy shit! Um, and who do they play? Uh, uh Cincy, um, Baltimore. I'm pretty sure. No, they can't play Baltimore. Or Cleveland. No, they just play. They're playing a. a I, they played. Yeah, they, they are playing Baltimore. Yeah, I thought Baltimore. so. All right, my bad. Ah, he could definitely get that. Huntley's yeah. a scrambler. Yeah. Yeah, all it takes is one. Um, oh, Deontay cool. Johnson, by the way, uh, robbed of a Pro Bowl appearance. I thought he deserved it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he's be been good alternate? this year. He'll probably, probably. Be an He's been very good. Yeah, he'll be an alternate. Once one of these teams, both these teams get into the Super Bowl, he'll be an uh, alternate. No way. All right, Rob, ready for W's and L's before we wrap it up? Yes, I don't have too many because I'm actually doing them on the fly. So I think I'm going to go with two and two, but I got to check my Twitter likes to make sure I get the story correct on this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, usually what I do is you don't use Twitter anymore, but I keep sending you things on Twitter. And that's where I um, store them all. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have no wins. I because have three we've else. already talked most of them. Like Jamar Chase is a W in itself. Um, but no, I don't have any W's. But I have two L's. So I have three L's right now. 
Um, and then at four L's, they are, they're multiplying by the moment. And I believe I only really, I have two W's actually. Um, and I'm hopefully not going to butcher them. So uh, would you like to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll start with the L's. I don't, I don't have any wins, so. Uh, <clears throat> Rob, uh, you. this will probably be one of your L's, so we could probably share this. I would love if to it's, talk if about it. If it's not your L, then... Sorry, bro. Is this what we discussed yesterday? Go ahead. Yes. Okay. It's great. The link. Oh, um, yes. 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 Okay. WFT. Donkeys. They accidentally revealed their new name that they probably have now started for the next season, the Washington Admirals. And how did we know that, Rob? Well, because there was a link that was uh, – what was the link? WashingtonAdmirals.com. So, so they said they were going to unveil it on February 2nd. Yeah. Um, it, it appears as though they have already purchased the URL because yesterday, up until a certain point when they realized it, huh. you could type in WashingtonAdmirals.com and it would take you to the Washington football team website. Yeah. And so they, they basically accidentally unveiled the name. And I'm sure they'll accidentally unveil the jerseys now too. And then what, what followed afterwards is when Rob told me this, I saw it late. So when I hit the link, it literally forwarded me to the homepage of the Virginia Athletics Master Plan site. <laughs> I'm like, what is this nonsense? And then today I hit that link again. It'll take you to the givingkitchen.org site. So I don't know oh, what's wow. going on. It's just the, it's the I'm feeling lucky thing on Google. You don't know where it's going to take you. So we'll see what where it lands tomorrow and Friday. Tomorrow it'll be, you know, a, a Joey Chestnut Memorial website. And then Friday it'll be about planting trees. That would be hilarious. Or a Matt Stoney reference. Just if he shows uh, up. right to his YouTube page. Uh, you want me to go my next up, my next L, or you want to go next? How many do you have total? Two. So I have one more left, and I'm done. All right. So I have three total. I'll read my first one. So Ken Rosenthal um, is a wonderful sports writer, uh, baseball writer. Honestly, one of the most objective sports writers alive. One of the best. He's great. He's diplomatic. He's very respectful in his writing and his words. He worked for MLB Network, Fox Sports, and The Athletic. He published a story in The Athletic where he was critical about Rob Manfred, the Major League Baseball commissioner. As a result of him being critical of the MLB commissioner, he was relieved of his duties at MLB Network. So that's a massive L for MLB Network because they're losing the a hell? true talent. And it's such a weasel move, and you know it came from Manfred himself. So I'm not a fan of this. I am a fan of Ken Rosenthal. Hashtag free Ken Rosenthal. Facts. I'm currently dying. Oh, I didn't realize that was that funny. No, no, I'm like choking. Oh, okay. Jesus. COVID people. Uh, but yeah, free Ken Rosenthal. Uh, fucking snake. Manfred, this sport, man, Manfred's explain terrible, your sport because they need not, all the help they can and they're just shooting themselves in the foot. It's He's terrible, the bow tie guy, right? Um, Mr. Bowtie? Maybe. Uh, Rosenthal, yeah, he's a bow tie guy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're right. That's, good. That's a good pull by you. I forgot about that. That's a good win for whoever picks him up. John Boy or whoever. I hope. Well, he's still hopefully employed by Fox, but John Boy would be 
perfect landing spot for him. He can go do a show with Chris Rose. But he, he's working for the athletics. So it's not like he, I'm not, we're not throwing any benefits for him. But, uh, oh, wait, I do have a W. I do have a W. Okay. I just thought of it around the fly. Dogs are flipping out. I don't know what's going on downstairs. There must be a mop or a broom out because Benny's flipping out. I don't know what's going on. Uh, my next L is uh, your boy. Uh-oh. Hold on. Jeez. Uh, your boy, Jason Derulo. Did uh, you hear about this? I, I did. I don't know the story, though. My man got into a fight with two men because they called him Usher. <laughs> yes, you heard that correctly. Jason Derulo got into a fight with two men after being called Usher. The singer-songwriter. R&B singer. Well, that was an interesting one. Uh, my next L, Joe Judge, because he's a liar. <laughs> um, Joe Judge said that during the 2018 season, he is – so at this is last week. He said that he and his Patriots coaches were unsure if they were going to get fired at the end of the season, but uh, they were 7-2 and two at the middle point of the season. Oh my <laughs> Joe God. Judge also since getting hired. The Giants are dead last in numerous offensive categories since the beginning of last season when Joe Judge took over. So Joe Judge, high school Harry. Go have fun coaching in at you know for the University of Toledo next year. Um, if the uh, the Giants are stupid enough to keep him, great, but uh, they'd be better off without him. Holy shit! The gift that keeps on giving. Hey, the Eagles. Um, I'm I'm just gonna tie my other L to Judge. The Giants had negative ten passing yards on Sunday. The first time in the modern era that any team has had negative passing yards in a football game. And that was all. Jason Garrett's doing. Oh, wait, he's not there. Donkeys. Is that it for Elf? Or you have one more? That's it? All right. Uh, my one W, this is a late W, but it has to go uh, appreciative. Uh, the one, Tom Rinaldi. My man, that documentary of John Madden was perfection. And then I saw him on Sunday, I believe, on the sidelines, I guess, Dallas game. I'm like, look, Tom Rinaldi. What a man. Uh, a great piece on John Madden. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's, all, it's called All Madden. My first W is going to be Mike Tomlin. Um, 15 years in the NFL has never had a losing season clinching his 15th consecutive winning se- or not losing season since joining the Pittsburgh Steelers as their head football coach. Uh, what he was able to do with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben <laughs> Ben Rape on the same team and win a bunch of games. So he's only got a three uh, three appearances and two rings, which is still impressive for 15 years. Yeah. But he was able to weather the, the Antonio Brown storm. He, he was able to keep Bell in check for the most part. And he's never really wavered. That team has always been competitive, and there's never really been like a scandal or any problems there. And I, I, he might have his outside of Belichick and Reed, he might have the best job security of any coach in the NFL. Yeah, because uh, what is it, the Moonies? I forget. Yeah, I think it's the Moonies. Um, that's a great uh, owner to play for. Silent. They gave you the long leash, tenure, and they give you what you need. So that franchise has had nothing but stability too. They had Cower. Now they have him. It's it's like it's just one to the next. They just got to deal with 
dumb players, like as the aforementioned people that you mentioned, but now the TikTok yeah. people. Oh, uh, now you got Claypool and Juju and yeah, so but they have Villanueva, I believe, and then he left. He like you know, yeah, he, he's on the Ravens now, yeah, yeah, division. Well, I mean, that's it for my W's and L's. So I have one more W, and it's actually a beautiful, touching W. Brian Brian Red Hamilton is an assistant coach for the Vancouver Canucks. He's actually a uh, assistant equipment manager. Um, he reached out on Twitter uh, four days ago on uh, New Year's Day in an attempt to find a um, a fan that was at the Canucks Kraken game from October 23rd. So Brian, who is the assistant trainer for the Canucks, was on the bench. Uh-huh. Somebody in the front row behind him at the Kraken game knocked on the thing, got his attention, and held her cell phone to the glass, uh-huh. alerting Brian that somebody in her family had some sort of a growth on their neck, similar to what he had on his. Uh-huh. So he was like, oh, he probably didn't think much of it. Then he got it checked out. Turns out it was actually a benign tumor. And what? thanks to this fan who whose daughter happened to be like a doctor or something, um, he went, got it checked out. He's cool. But um, he put out a, a, something on Twitter looking for this person. Like, hey, can we find this person? Hockey Twitter found her almost immediately. Her name is Nadia. Um, she was able to help help us out she met with him they met in person they hugged and then uh the canucks donated i think it was like 10 grand toward a scholarship fund for her that's to get through um some sort i think she's going through like nursing school or something like that so that's a really awesome story that is that's that's beautiful that's wholesome for sure absolutely really cool damn what a nice way to end it um as i'm currently dying here um this has been a fun episode, Rob. Our first one out of the bag in 2022. It didn't go four hours long, like our first episode in 2021. So we're moving in the right direction. Um, all right, remember, guys, uh, we're on Instagram at PA underscore TurnPod. If you want to be part of the show, hit us up individually on, on, on the Instagram or on our email at PATurnPod at gmail.com. Send us questions, concerns, or if you want to come on, the Zoom, you know, remember it's not a video podcast, so it's an audio, so you're more than welcome to join in, and uh, we'll be seeing you guys Friday. We'll be recording Friday, but you'll be listening to us next on Saturday. So, for Rob, I'm Joel. Have a great first week of the 2022 and uh, trust the podcast.